Nowadays, there's stuff, and there's stuff you don't need to know. A podcast that talks about geek and nerd culture and brings you the things that you want to hear about. Hey everybody, welcome back to Stuff You Don't Need to Know. This is Jay, and today we're taking a look at Season 1 of Batwoman, Episode 15, Off With Her Head. And as always, going forward, spoiler alert. There will be spoilers about this episode. Um, So, yeah, we're kind of headed into the home stretch here. I believe there's only two episodes left until the end of the season after this one. And... What's pretty interesting is so last week, sorry, last week we we got introduced again to another villain of the week. Uh, you know that being of course Duella Dent, and really it, it, she kind of seemed to serve uh, as a way for Alice to get uh, closer to Doctor Campbell, uh, also known as August Cartwright, the man who pretty much found her when her and her mother plummeted into the river, and really is responsible for the person we know today as Alice. Um, so, you know, we're kind of leaving behind all that now. We're leaving behind Duella Dent. We're leaving behind the fact that, uh, the man that murdered, um, Luke Fox's dad, Lucius Fox, uh, really kind of wants his trial bumped up because, again, he was arrested and convicted by that trio of, uh, like, the officer, the DA, and the judge that uh, way back when in the beginning of the season, the executioner went after because he pretty much learned that these gentlemen were very, very corrupt and were just really, you know, funneling people through the system really just to get them into Arkham or Blackgate for... really whatever reason um so you know again you know we're kind of getting away from all that but uh you know like i said so at the end of the last episode um you know using pretty much duella's face you know kind of taking a page out of uh you know dr campbell or i should say dr cartwright's book um you know alice used duella dent's face to pretty much not only infiltrate into his office, that really wasn't the point. The point of it really was, is she still feared this man. Um, you know, he was the man that tormented her for really most of her life, uh, really was a big part of who she became. And, um, you know, she still kind of had like this block or this mental block or barrier. And, and really by assuming the guise or the face of Duella Dent, she was able to get in there. So pretty much this episode begins really with, um, we get a bit of a flashback. We get a flashback to when um, Beth and Kate were 13 years old. They're having their boss misfas. Uh, obviously, they're twins, so it's at the same time. And, you know, here's where we see their mother, um, Gabrielle, I guess her name is, or Gabby. Uh, you know, it starts off, we see the bar mitzvah is ending. Um, Jacob is packing up all the gifts into into their SUV. Kind of makes a joke of like, there is no more room left for you girls because I'll have to give some of these gifts away. But they're going to be traveling with their mother. And this is pretty much, um, this is like the car ride of infamy, really. This is the car ride that's going to lead to the accident, to them going over the bridge, and to Kate losing Beth, um, you know, really for what she seems like, you know, losing her forever. But of course, you know, we know what happens there. 
But this is, more importantly, this is where each of them get the uh, necklace, the, uh, I guess it's a ruby. Uh, they don't really really specify. It's their birthstone. It's red, so I'm going to assume it's a ruby. Um, their mom gives them the necklaces that they have that really have kind of been featured all throughout this season. And we find out that it matches a set of earrings that she had. And um, she kind of tells them, you know, like red, uh, red's like a really powerful color, uh, you know, the color of passion, the color of war, the color, you know, really kind of giving the attributes of it. And she said, you know, at some point in your life, you know, because it's all these really, if you think about it, it's a lot of conflicting emotions and a lot of powerful emotions. And she's kind of telling the girls, look, there's going to come a point in your life when you are going to be faced with kind of making a choice of which way to go, you know with with some of the emotions that are attached to this color and she's like you know well at least in the meantime you know uh all of this you know this the, the, you know the the necklaces and the matching earrings uh they're really going to keep us together so pretty much we cut back uh you know to the present and we see uh we're gonna get a little bad action which is something we haven't really had too much of lately but uh we're gonna get a little bad action here uh, we see a young lady we see a young lady out on the town you know just really um you know, she's walking down a dark alley. Again, lady, come on. It's Gotham City. Are you kidding me? But anyway, she's walking down a dark alley. She's being uh, followed by a very unsavory gentleman. Batwoman to the rescue, of course. So we do get a little bad action. Uh, she does take the guy down. The guy ends up actually shooting her point blank. But Batsuit, baby. It's got that Kevlar in it. She's safe. Uh, no sooner does she, you know, save this young woman than she's like, you know, the, the girl goes, she goes, normally I'd ask for a selfie, but I think you're being paged, kind of pointing off to the bat signal. Uh, Kate heads over there where she actually finds, you know, Dr. Campbell, a.k.a. Dr. Cartwright. Um, he's beaten up pretty badly, and inside his mouth is a note that says, ask about mommy dearest. So she takes uh, she takes Cartwright back to the holdup. She contacts Jacob. Jacob is like he is incensed. I mean, obviously he recognizes you know this is the man that uh, you know he he came to learn actually did hold Beth. Um, you know there had been a rumor when. Um, Jacob and Kate were searching for Beth, uh, really after everybody else had given up. Um, I don't know if it was a tip, if it was something, you know, um, no, actually it was that it was actually that, uh, Beth had called and, and said where she was. Uh, but by the time they got out there, you know, Cartwright pretty much explained that his son, Mouse, uh, you know, had this ability to mimic really any voice and was a very horrible practical joke. But they later found out that that wasn't true at all, that this was the man that really had abducted his daughter and, and tormented her and pretty much turned her into Alice. So he, he is incensed. But you know, Kate is, well, first of all, what we get here is, you know, he's like, well, how did, how, how did you find him? And, you know, she's like, Alice left him for me. She's like, Alice is dead. And this is where, you know, she, of course, does not talk about the whole multiverse and the whole, you know, crisis on infinite earths. But uh, she basically kind of says, well, hey, look, you know, this guy. You, you know, he, he kind of mastered this ability to, to kind of make these skin masks and, and disguise himself as somebody else. And we know that with Mouse, like that happened too. So, you know, is it far-fetched to think that, you know, uh, the one that we thought was Alice was another one of these like skin pirates, I think she called it. Um, and then proceeds to ask about, you know, who is Mommy Dearest? So, you know, when uh, in the last episode, when Alice had confronted Cartwright, you know, she pretty much wanted to know where's Mouse and he's like, 
Oh, I'll be more than happy to tell you. So she finds Mouse in this abandoned house. He's being dosed with, uh, it's the Scarecrow's fear toxin because Cartwright pretty much tells Jacob and Kate that that's what it is. Um, you know, he's being dosed by it and he realizes that his greatest fear is actually Alice, that because of Alice and Alice becoming a part of their lives, um, you know, she ruined, she ruined their family. So she is his greatest fear. Uh, he subdues her, ties her to the chair that he was just in, and he begins to dose her with the fear toxin. And really, <clears throat> what Cartwright tells um, tells Jacob and uh, Kate here is, you know, he tells her, like, look, you know, she's going to relive, you know, the most horrifying thing in her past. And he kind of alludes to the fact that it's his mother, um, you know, this mommy dearest character of the Red Queen, you know, we see because we see what happens is um, through flashbacks, we see that, uh, you know, Cartwright's mother comes to stay with them because uh, she's old, um, she's getting sick. I mean, we see her, I mean, she's pretty mobile and she's still a pretty feisty woman, but she's uh, lugging around an oxygen tank. And um, obviously she knows what Cartwright is up to uh, because she sees uh, Mouse, you know, all fixed up. And she sees Alice uh, there, and she pretty much says to Cartwright, she's like, yeah, you took care of your son, when are you going to take care of me? So obviously this is a very, very vain woman, you know, her son is a plastic surgeon of sorts, you know, she she wants to look young and beautiful again. Uh, and really, you know, through a series of flashbacks, what we get here is we see that she pretty much tormented Alice, uh, tortured her um, constantly, you know, kind of you know, almost playing up to be like this red queen to her, um, just being very mean to her, having her make tea all the time. If it wasn't right, uh, poured it over her hands, um, just really tortured her and tormented her. And that's really, you know, the prime focus of the episode here is, is, you know, I guess all this time that, uh, Jacob and Kate believed that it was really Cartwright that really had tortured Beth and made her into Alice. And he's kind of saying, you know, Cartwright is kind of saying through these this series of flashbacks, and when we see um, when we see Alice being dosed by the uh, by the fear toxin, you know, we're led to believe that you know it was his mother, this this quote unquote red queen, that was really doing all the tormenting there. Um, but you know, the thing is, is you know, all is not what it seems. I mean, really, you you know, th th there's more here than meets the eye, and even Cartwright kind of alludes at that that you know he's like, oh, you think it's my mother. And you think it's this like you think you know everything but you don't but here's the thing if you want to know where alice is and you want to know the whole story you're gonna let me go you're gonna let me go free and pretend i never existed and just kind of let me disappear without a trace uh they're not really into that uh you know so they're going to be get searched they're gonna you know try to find beth on their own um Meanwhile, we get a little bit, I guess, of a B-plot here where, you know, Mary. Mary, of course, she's already figured out. She knows that Kate is Batwoman. She wants to help her out so badly. Uh, she wants to find Beth's killer. So, you know, uh, based really on Luke's description, um, they have a description of the getaway car or the car, you know, that he saw the shooter get into drive away. Uh, he has a description of the car. He has a par uh, partial plate. So Mary kind of puts flyers around town. And one of the the clients, 
that comes into her clinic has some information. Uh, pretty much she tells her, like, look, uh, you know, this car, it's out, like, in a junkyard out on, you know, Highway 101 or wherever it is. You know, Luke is very sort of like, yeah, whatever. The guy's like a junkie. He just wants money. Uh, but they go out there and they do find the car. They do find the gun that was used to kill Beth. And they begin running the plates. And the thing is here is Mary's, like, really strongly hinting at the fact that she knows Kate is Batwoman and she knows that Luke is helping her. But, you know, she kind of alludes to it, but then she, I think she's really kind of waiting for one of them to really admit it and really ask for help. And what's actually funny here is that, you know, Kate disguising herself as Batwoman actually does ask Mary for help. Um, because when she's interrogating Cartwright, uh, Jacob is out. He's he's kind of following up on some leads. He kind of is going to try to see if he could find where Beth is. Kate continues to interrogate him. And, you know, we get something pretty interesting here is, you know, Cartwright's kind of saying, like, look, you guys are twins, right? You know, and, and we see what Alice became, you know, but you say you're not like that at all. You know, kind of like, you know, kind of he's definitely trying to get her goat here. Um and he kind of plays up the fact of like, yeah, you know, you're definitely not like her at all. You know, she's this cruel, sadistic person. You're really not like that. So he pretty much says like, you know, come on, show me a little bit of mercy here. I've been helping you out. Give me a drink of water. Uh, what really happens here is um, what really happens here is he begins to free himself. And once he gets that glass of water, he shatters it and he tries to use one of the shards to cut his own throat. So Kate pretty much calls Mary up, um, disguises it though, disguises her voice. And, you know, Mary's just like, oh my God, Batwoman's calling me for help. I mean, she, again, you know, she knows it's Kate, but she's playing it up and she's like, you know, she pretty much over the phone, she helps Kate or Batwoman, I should say, uh, save Cartwright's life. So, you know, what we get is, is eventually, you know, through interrogating, uh, Cartwright, and through, you know, uh, Luke and um, Luke and Mary's detective work, they were able to find, you know, that the this getaway car was actually Cartwright's mother's car. Um, you know, they find the house that was really, you know, her mother's house or his mother's house, I should say. And, um, you know, they begin to kind of zero in on the place where Beth is. Now, the thing is, is at this time, you know, Beth, of course, is, is locked in this madness from the fear toxin, from Scarecrow's fear toxin. And uh, she does manage to break free, but she sort of realizes she has this horrible vision. So, you know, she's being tormented by pretty much the ghost of Cartwright's mother. But, you know, really the worst part of it is, is at one point it looks like Batwoman, Kate, comes to save her uh no sooner does she does does that than jacob shows up and jacob's like no what are you doing she's a horrible person you know she killed my wife and uh, a struggle ensues and then jacob pretty much convinces kate to realize that you know beth isn't worth it alice isn't worth it anymore you know she's definitely not worth it anymore and and what we get here is kate sort of saying and this is really where you can kind of see that it's really a hallucination she's like you know nope you're absolutely right we're gonna leave her here so that's like really kind of like her big fear one of her big fears is that really you know kate and jacob really turn their backs on her and realize that she is just this horrible person and they just leave her be she finally manages to break loose um she realizes that she's just not strong enough to escape so she decides um she shatters a window the window's barred she's not going to get out but she uh shatters a, a window and is really going to slit her own throat when jacob finally does show up and administers the antidote, which is a strong uh, injection of adrenaline, um, and really kind of like convinces her that, you know, no, I'm here, I, I know the, everything, and, you know, 
I want to get you help. Well, we thought we knew everything, but we really don't know everything. Because the thing is, is after kind of making a deal with Cartwright, Cartwright kind of lets it slip. I don't know if he does it intentionally to to see if he could really get Kate, if he could push her over the edge, if he does it accidentally. Um, but he brings up the earrings. So right away, Kate is like, how do you know about the earrings? The earrings, like you would, that's something you would not know. Uh, and what we come to find out is is that his mother, again, so obsessed with 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 looking beautiful. <sighs> this this is really where it kind of gets you know I got chills down my spine with this part here. We discover and we see you know Alice as 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 a young woman discovering this that you know their mother died. Their mother died in the car wreck, but Cartwright found the body. And as it turns out, his mother wanted her face. So he, just like the title of the episode says, off with her head, he removed her head and he was saving it in a freezer, preserving it uh, because the mother wanted it. Um, you know, Cartwright was totally against it. He, he pretty much says like, look, she was obsessed. She was obsessed with beauty. She wanted to look young and beautiful, but you know, this isn't going to fly, you know, his mother parading around with the face of a dead woman. So he tried to hold her off as long as he could. And in the end, what really happens is, is Alice does discover it. And this is where we see, this is where she commits her first murder because she no longer is afraid of Cartwright's mother, this red queen. Um, she's just horrified. Like she realizes everything that's going on. She goes up there, takes that oxygen tank and, you know, kind of cuts the top off of it, lights a lighter and pretty much makes a blow, uh, a makeshift blowtorch out of it and kills, um, Cartwright's mother. Kate goes into a rage right here. Um, she pretty much attacks him. She begins to strangle him. Um, the stitching that she did to kind of stitch his neck together comes undone, and Kate ends up killing him. Uh, Jacob, of course, shows up just in time with Alice. Uh, you know, he's furious because, you know, he, this guy could have gotten the justice he so rightly deserved, and now he's dead. And pretty much what we get here at the end is, uh, you know, Kate is... Kate is a broken woman. I mean, you know, she pretty much, you know, struggled with this, you know, doing right and 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 trying to help people and save people, but trying to kind of control that anger in her. Um, and the anger won this time, and she has taken a life. You know, um, she's she's struggling with the fact is, you know, can she wear the mantle of the bat? Because Batman famously did not kill, and here she is as Batwoman you know, taking a life. I mean, on one hand, it is kind of understandable, you know, what drove her to it, but I mean, still, she took a life. Uh, and we see her trying to deal with this. Uh, she's out back, she's drinking, she's texting Sophie, pretty much about to tell her, like, you know, I really, really need you, I need to see you. And Alice comes out and pretty much is like, you know, you're going to want your witch about you, dear, because bodies don't bury themselves. And that's pretty much where this episode wraps up. So, Alice is alive and well. Jacob knows. He knows that she's alive. He maybe has some hope for his daughter now, but now pretty much one of the last things that Alice says to Jacob before the episode ends is she goes, congratulations, daddy. Now both your daughters are murderers. I mean, it definitely took a different turn this week. I mean, there was really very little focus on Batwoman. And, and again, like I've, I've said it in the past, I mean, this, this show is really kind of taking, um, 
it's taken a look at characters. The look, the character of Kate, uh, you know, both in and out of the bat suit, uh, her relationships with her father, with Luke, with Mary, more importantly, with Alice, who is her sister. Uh, you know, we're looking at the we're looking at the character of Alice, and you know, I mean, we're just really getting a lot of in depth character study, character analysis, but two episodes left. I mean, how are we going to wrap all this up? I mean, again, Alice is alive and well. Kate is alive and well. Uh, Jacob knows really everything. Everybody knows everything now. Where do we go from here? How do we wrap it up with two episodes left? Uh, some of these villains of the week that we had seen in the past, are they going to make a return? You know, Duella Dent, is she going to return? Nocturna, is she going to return? The Executioner, you know, um, this mysterious possible benefactor of Alice's, you know, this mysterious person out in the Mediterranean Sea who it's been speculated. I've talked about it. You know, is this Carmine Falcone's daughter, Sophia Falcone? Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. Uh, again, you know, really kind of looking at stuff online. I mean, the writers have said, you know, a big bad is coming. Uh, we're going to set up a big bad for season two, and it's not just going to be dropped at the very, very end of the finale. Coming soon, we're going to start to get hints of the big bad that will be coming up. Is it going to be next week? Is it going to be in the finale? Well, we're going to have to wait and see. Guys, thanks for listening. Do me a favor, head on over to Instagram. Stuff you don't need to know is there. I post pictures about the content that I talk about. I'll throw up the occasional poll. Do want to give a shout out to a couple of podcasts, a couple of friends of the show. Uh, my friends Alan and John do do a great podcast, the Nerd and Me podcast. Um, you know, it's a geek and nerd podcast with a heavy leaning towards stuff in the 80s. Uh, also check out uh, John Kevin's Big Stupid Podcast. Uh, it's another great podcast that's out there. Um, Kevin and John, John and Kevin. Uh, they like to have a lot of fun. They talk about a variety of topics. Uh, they do get onto some geek and nerd stuff. And when they do, like I've said, their geek and nerd knowledge is pretty solid. So definitely check them out. This is Jay, and I will talk to you guys later. Whether you like it or don't like it, sit down and look at it because it's the best going today. Woo!